This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. I bet between you and I, we've probably seen a shitload of club gigs. What do you think? Yeah, as a 19, 20, 21-year-old, I spent a lot of time on either Broadway or Telegraph or one of these other streets. I saw a bunch of uh, shows at the Omni in Oakland, Stone in San Francisco, The Edge in Palo Alto, The Catalyst. There's all kinds of that. One Step Beyond. It's all kinds of clubs in California. And you got to remember, I'm hanging in the clubs now, 88, 89, 90, where our music is starting to, some of it's starting to come back down. So you can see them in the clubs in the early 90s as they fade away. And then there was some just coming up. So I, I, I saw Warrant in a club uh, right before Dirty Rotten Stinking Rich or whatever yeah. blew up. We saw him in a club. Right on. Yeah, being out in California, I mean, you had a front row seat for a lot of stuff, even though you were more in the Bay Area as opposed to the Sunset Strip and things like that. It's still California, and there were bands all up and down the California coast there that were playing back in uh, Los Angeles. So Yeah, it was almost better Yeah, because the Sunset Strip, I mean, it had tons of bands, right? Northern California didn't have as many, right. but the music scene was pretty good. Sacramento music scene was a little rough, but San Francisco was good. Yeah. It wasn't till I moved to Atlanta before I broke out and started having the opportunity to really do clubs in a big way and see a lot of club bands because, you know, my story, I came from a small town. We didn't have any rock clubs where national acts would come through on a regular basis. So once I got to Atlanta, you know, Atlanta happened for me at the same time I worked in a music store and then went to a record distributor. So I started getting invited to parties at clubs and gigs and record release parties, all this type of stuff. So I saw some killer shows back in the uh, mid to late 80s uh, in clubs, early 90s even. Uh, how about you? What were some of the club gigs that stick out with you that you can remember when you were growing up? Oh, man. Steelheart. Yeah. Was amazing. They opened for Lynch Mob. I remember that show was great. We saw Oni for the first time after uh, Don and Georgia kind of split up, right? Ace Frehley in the club. I saw Lord Tracy open for them. I remember that club gig like it was yesterday. I saw Alice in Chains in a club once. It was great. Uh, we saw LA Guns for 39 cents. 
It was like fan <laughs> appreciation night at the right. Stone, which was a great gig. I saw Y&T at the clubs all the time. Right. That Warren gig was pretty cool. On the first tour. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Prince in a club in San Francisco. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that gig many times on yeah. the show, and that, that club was, what did you say, 300, 500 people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there was 800 in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, probably my biggest recollection of club gigs here in Atlanta is we had a club here called the Cotton Club that held about 500 people. It was not a wide room, but it was a long room. So from the back wall to the stage was really narrow, but it was long. It was like a shotgun room, if that makes any sense to you. You know what a shotgun is? So it was like a shotgun room. And I can remember seeing not hard rock, but I saw meatloaf in this club. And it was crazy because I'm not a huge meatloaf fan, but some friends of mine were opening up and they were a hard rock band. But Meatloaf was playing. It was the first time I'd ever seen him play. And I thought it was crazy that he was playing a club because, I mean, it was Meatloaf. He had had all the popularity. I Granted, this wasn't at a very popular time for him. But I'll tell you this. He earned my respect that night. That guy controlled the crowd like nobody's business. It was unbelievable. I saw the Black Crows in a club when they were called Mr. Crow's Garden and they were opening up. For They may have been opening up on that meatloaf bill. Now that I think about it, I think there were three bands. I saw the Bullet Boys and Living Color, both on their uh, first tours, playing together. I saw Cinderella on the Night Songs tour in the club. Who else did I see in that club? I saw Extreme at the beginning of the Porno Graffiti tour before they broke out with the hit single. They were playing clubs uh, at the start of that tour. And so they played that club. That was an amazing show. Saw Kid Rock in the same club a couple of times early on in the Devil Without a Cause tour. And he blew my mind. Whether you like Kid Rock or not, the dude is a talented guy. I mean, really talented. And his band was unbelievable. And they blew my mind twice and twice that club was packed beyond belief. Yeah, that w- that was two amazing shows that stick out for sure. Yeah, and I totally blanked on the Fillmore. We saw Hall & Oates there, saw Mr. Big there, saw Paul Stanley there, saw Paul Stanley in 89 at the Omni in Oakland. San Francisco was a little weird at this point. So what would happen is like Ace Fraley would play the Omni in Oakland one night. And then the Stone in San Francisco the next. Yeah. And then possibly the One Step Beyond in Santa Clara two days later, right? So that's how they would do it. Or like the Cinderella, we didn't see him in a club because he was opening for, they were opening for Bon Jovi by the time they came there. So they were already in a a theater, stadium, not not really a stadium. It's more like a Mountain View amphitheater. I guess it's an amphitheater. Yeah. It holds like 10,000 people, right? So Cinderella opened. Same thing happens there is, They'll play in Mountain View, then they'll play in Concord. And they're only maybe 50 miles apart. But for whatever reason, folks who live in Sacramento won't make the trek to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And the folks who live in San Francisco won't make the trek anywhere into the East Bay. So you really have two separate sets of people that can see them. But if you're a huge fan and you live in the middle, you can catch all these shows. Yeah. So there was very few shows we didn't see two or three times in that five or seven day period that they would play. Yeah. How big's the Fillmore? 
Fillmore probably holds uh, 700 maybe. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is the famous Fillmore, yeah, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember I took a friend and we go to the Fillmore to see Hall & Oates. We are in the front row, right? Because you're standing, right? So we're standing and instantly like the crowd moved a little. And the person got a little claustrophobic, and I had to pull them all the way back to the end. Like, it very quickly, you know, and it gets rowdy. At a Hall of Notes show, it's not going to get rowdy. But if you're not used to, if you take a person to a club show and they're not used to kind of the movement of the crowd, it's very odd to have somebody touching you. Yeah, <laughs> Right? Yeah. It's weird. It, they're not much space. Right? Yeah. So. No doubt. I thought that was kind of weird. I think I played one club in, in San Francisco that I remember. I think the name of the club was uh, Bottom of the Hill or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something with Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, it was like in a basement. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a I, – I remember it being sort of it's a It's a hole in the wall, I think, off of Polk Street or off of Broadway. I can't remember. Yeah, it sounds familiar because the band I was uh, tour manager at the time were a little bit of a sort of a punk vibe, yeah. Uh, yeah. heavy metal type thing. And so that was the, the first time around for them in Frisco. Yeah, when I managed bands for a span in time, short span in time, that was one of the clubs that we used to book people in. Yeah, cool. There were some amazing gigs in, I don't necessarily classify them as clubs, but I'll classify them. They were thousand seaters. You know, they're not big stadiums or anything like that, but uh, there's one place uh, in town that, that holds about a thousand people. I saw Jane's Addiction there back to back, packed out, sold out. I saw Kiss Revenge uh, when they came through uh, and the club dates before they went on the Revenge Tour. I saw them there. That was a pretty amazing show. I saw In Excess at a club that holds 800 people on a surprise club date that they had. This was, you know, when they were huge and they were playing arenas. They came through and played uh, this local cl club where I knew the owner and he got me in. The place was crazy packed, but it was an amazing show. I like In Excess. You an Excess fan? Oh, yeah. 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 I know there's not people going to agree with me on this, but although that I'm not happy that our music is somewhat dead it's not completely dead but it's not making as much money as it used to i guess i do kind of like that the bands i love are kind of relegated to playing pretty small places to where i can kind of get an intimate show i can get stuff that's signed i can meet the person yeah like that was unheard of in the late 80s right right and i wish the 20 year old me could have met some of these folks i met a few but i didn't meet a ton yeah. But I've met more people in my 40s than I had in my 20s and 30s put together. Yeah. So I kind of like the smaller shows, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's it's good points and it's bad points, right? You know, we don't get quite the energy that we had when everybody was 20-something years old and on fire. That's not quite the same. But, you know, just hearing the music, pretty good time. So that kind of brings us to where we're at today and what this episode is all about. So just real quick, we'll kind of give an overview. The name of the episode, I think I titled, Who's Playing the Club Tonight? I think was the title of this I episode. I think was the title? Yeah. You're the one who titled it, right? Yeah. You I released know. it, right? I changed it You know, it people up. downloaded it with the title, right? Yeah, what, but I reserve the right to change shit up as I go. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the luxury you have when you post shit. <laughs> So we'll go with the working title of, hey, who's playing the club tonight? 
That's the cl- that's the working title. So if it comes out on uh, on Sunday uh, with some different name, then uh, I called an audible. Idaho, Idaho, whatever it is that Peyton Manning wow. used to scream out uh, when he's calling plays. For uh, those that are listening, that's a, a sports reference. That's a football reference, it, which is really the only sport to our friends over there at um, <laughs> the Shout It Out Loud cast. Hey, Tommy and Zeus, hockey, not a real sport. In Canada, maybe, but we're in wow. America. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody because there's people that are Wait, listening. let me put a disclaimer in there. <laughs> Uh, all opinions shared by <laughs> Stephen Michael are not necessarily the opinions of the Growing Up Rock podcast <laughs> or hereafter Sunny Hollywood Pony. They shall Esquire. remain with Stephen Michael and can be argued on his personal Facebook page. Thank you. Need a lawyer? Call Hollywood Pony <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> So this is a rare episode for us. Before we get to the description of the episode, this is a rare episode for us because I'm actually sitting across in Grown Up Rock Studios South from my partner in crime, Sonny Hollywood Pooney, is in the same room. And he and I never record in the same room. So this is kind of a rare one. That's because you never invite me. Yeah, but with all due respect... I don't really want you here. I, I, I put up. <laughs> That's with why it. I asked your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked my wife for permission to come. <laughs> Our traveling salesman, Sonny Hollywood Pooney Esquire, hit town, and so here he is sitting across from me at Growing Up Rock Tower Studios South in a baby blue room. Yeah, it is baby blue. It's nice, right? It's very calming. It's baby blue. It's very calming. And, you know, he's got his metal posters on the wall. The first one is a very pink Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reef Band with the special guest Caroline Jones. And the second one is Steely Dan with the Doobie Brothers. Very metal of you. Yeah. And you're bitching about my ballads. Listen, there's stories behind everything. All my metal's in a closet. It's all right. I got metal where it counts, baby. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right, so let's get to tonight's episode before we stray too far from all of this. Tonight's episode is bands that we wished we'd have seen that we never got to see that are playing in our special fantasy club. Sonny's got his list. I've got my list. And they consist of five bands each. And there's a few rules behind it, and we'll get into all that when we get into the main content of this here episode. But you know how we roll, and before we do that, we got to do this. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. So the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. Tonight, we're all about Crazy Licks. I think both Sonny and I enjoy a little Crazy Licks time and time again. And they just put out a new record, and the new record is... No Clue. (laughs) Forever Wild. That's right. Good job, Sonny. Like on cue. (laughs) So we're going to go with the song called She's Wearing Yesterday's Face. 
Enjoy. Crazy Licks. They're another uh, Swedish act, right? Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, I like the album. I, I don't know if it'll make my top 10, but it, it was a good album. 
Yeah, it's a good uh, good combination. They've kind of been consistent with all their records they put out, and they've got quite a few records out. So if you like what you just heard, go look into Crazy Licks. They spell Licks, L-I-X-X. So it's easy for you to find out there. But to me, they remind me of a cross between High and Dry Def Leopard and maybe something a little bit poppier, AOR rock oriented. I mean, they got a hard edge, but they still got a pop edge to them. They got the big uh, vocals, uh, background vocals and everything that kind of sound and remind me of Def Leppard a little bit. But I like the band. I like all their records. I've got all their records. I went and downloaded everything and uh, they're just a good solid rock band. I wish they were kind of playing the Monsters of Rock Cruise, to be honest. Uh, But good band. Check it out. New record, Forever Wild. And that tune was a deeper cut off the record called She's Wearing Yesterday's Face. So, on to this. All right, so back for our main topic tonight. As we said earlier, it's all about our fantasy club gig with five bands each that are going to play our club stage. But there were a couple of rules that we put in place with this. So number one, they had to be a band that neither Sonny or I have seen yet. Number two, they have to be active, meaning that they have to be playing dates as recent as, you know, the last year or so. We didn't put a time on it, but they need to be pretty recent. So they're playing actual tour dates within the last year or so. And then the last rule was that we needed to pick a band from the 70s somebody from the 80s, somebody from the 90s, somebody from the early 2000s to mid-2000s, and then somebody within the last, say, five years or so. And when we say recent bands, we mean they put out their first record, their first major record in that time frame. So if they had an album released in 1979, they're a 70s band, etc. Right? That covered all? Yeah, that covered it all. And uh, I think you're going to be surprised at some of the bands that we haven't seen. Now, there is some on my list that Stephen has seen, and there's some on his list that I have seen. But the ones that are on each specific list, we have not seen. Right. And here's a spoiler alert. For Sonny's list, I love everything he's picked. He won't feel that way about mine. That's okay. But his list is really good. I didn't want to pick the same things he picked. And he had some obvious choices that I would have absolutely picked, but I switched it up a little bit so that we can keep each other's list fairly fresh. You want to kick us off here, Hollywood? Sure. All right. The club I'm going to have him play in only holds about 500 people. Tickets are going to be 100 bucks each because it's going to be worth it. But the problem is that 50 grand ain't going to pay it. So I also won the lottery and I'm about to put about 500 grand of my own money into this show. <laughs> Saturday night, we're going to have drink specials all night. <laughs> so I'm kind of encouraging you to have an early dinner so you can party with us all night because the doors open at 430. All right. The concert is billed as Rock is Not Dead, sponsored by Cobras and Fire Podcast, Absolutely Drink. That's why there's drink specials all night. Okay. You follow me so far? I'm with you, baby. All right. So doors open at 430. The first band is going to play 40 minutes. They're going to come out at five o'clock and it's Animal Drive. So Animal Drive. They just released, about a year ago, their first album. This year, they already released an EP of all covers. 
The drink special is going to be from 5 to 6 while they're playing. They're playing from 5 to 5.40, but I'm going to make the drink specials from 5 to 6. And it's every beer is two for one. All right. So what's Animal Drive? Croatian band. It's the first Croatian band ever to be signed by Frontiers, by the way. Four 20-something type guys. You know why that is, though? Because there's no other Croatian bands? There, okay, right. just, just wondering. <laughs> the new covers album is really, really good. It includes The Look, Judgment Day, Monkey Business. There's some really, really good stuff on it. And the first album was always killer. I could have went with Inglorious, but I actually like Animal Drive a little bit better, and it seemed to fit my bill a little bit better. Dino's the man, so that's the lead singer. Stop and 
All right. So they got to get off the stage at 540. At 6 o'clock, I'm going to go with a Swiss rock band, 12 studio albums. All of them basically have been platinum. And it's depending on how you say it. Some say God hard. Some say God heard. Whatever. G-O-T-T-H-A-R-D. The drink special now is going all whiskey is two for one. All right. <laughs> for the 50 minutes that they're going to play, all whiskey is two for one. Now, these guys, their sound, I would say, if you threw Zeppelin, ACDC, Deep Purple, Van Halen, Aerosmith in a blender, that's kind of what you got with these guys. So it is melodic hard rock. It is not thrashy at all. There is some serious guitar playing, but it's also not guitar ripping, Momstein, Vi type stuff. And it's very, very catchy, but it's not. Sometimes Bon Jovi gets a little too either country or too pop or too kind of power pop. It's not really that either. I've been pushed and shoved around and I've been called by many names. I'm just a loud child on the loose, yeah. And it's always been the same. Don't mind. No, I don't mind. Making talk about me screaming. 
and they've got a lot of records out. I mean, they really are a band that came on to both uh, both of our radars more recently, and then we went down those rabbit holes and just started checking out everything because they got a lot of records, and they at times for me are a little too poppy. So there is some stuff on the record that I'll skip, but all in all, the majority of it is straight ahead, guitar driven, hard rock. And I love it. I love pretty much everything that I've heard. Uh, the guitar player Leone is, is fantastic. And I think the first singer originally passed away in a car accident or motorcycle something. accident, 2010. Yeah. And they got a new guy and that guy is great as well. So, uh, yeah, I definitely want to come into your club. Will you put me on the list to get in so I can see Animal Drive and Goddard? No. I would definitely You be can there. roadie. I can roadie. Jesus. <laughs> I wouldn't. Let me tell you, I wouldn't work concert security at your club. There's going to be a lot of hammered people with the fucking drink specials. <laughs> oh, we ain't running. done yet. Oh, my God. So Animal Drive clicked off the newer band off, off the list that we had. Goddard released their first album in 1992, so they click off the 90s. Yep. I really didn't have a bunch of other 90s bands that I haven't seen that I want to see, so yeah. that, that was a tough pick for me. I, you want to share some of those? What What are some of the other bands? Uh, out of the 90s, well, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Never saw Alice in Chains, huh? No, no, no. I've seen them. Okay. That's what, I said I couldn't pick anybody else. Oh, okay. Because I got I've you. seen all the guys I, was, I wanted to see. Oh, okay. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You didn't miss anybody? I bet we could find some bands you missed. Yeah, if I wanted to see them. That's the difference, right? I thought I had missed King's X. Then I was fixed at the Monsters of Rock crew, so I didn't miss them that much. Yeah. All right. So Goddard's off the stage of 650. At 715, here comes a dead daisy. So- Yes, I'm sure somebody just crashed their car and I'm going to get texts. You haven't seen the Dead Daisies? No, I haven't. One is, they don't play that much. Second is, even when they play, I've just missed them. I, the, my best shot was probably when they opened for Kiss and somehow I missed it. And I don't know how. And now they're a little bit on, they're not on hiatus, but they're not touring this year because Karabi's doing his own thing, but they've toured in the last 16 months, whatever. But even the last tour, what they do, 12 dates and... The U.S., like they're not really picking up in the U.S. right now. Yeah, they did much more on the uh, tour before this past one because that's when I saw them. And uh, you don't do the Kiss Cruises because they don't, they conflict with your work. So I think they've played the Kiss Cruise like what, four times or something like that. They've done the Kiss Cruise a lot. So, so if you're not already hammered from the two for one beers and the two for one whiskeys during Goddard, the drink special. For the hour that the Dead Daisies on the stage are called RBWs. So follow me here because there was a night where I drank 10 of these. Okay. <laughs> RBWs is a three shot alcoholic drink. One shot Rumplemints 101 Peppermint Schnapps. One shot of Bacardi 101 Rum or 151 Rum. Sorry, Bacardi 151 Rum. And one shot of wild turkey, 101. Oh, my God, great. And that's all that's in it. That's disgusting. It go down so smooth. To those of you that have never met Hollywood, I can almost guarantee you this 100%. This motherfucker, I bet when he was drinking, he would wake up in the morning and his pores would be stinking because he'd be sweating alcohol. And I bet it stunk awful because i know i know those type individuals because probably at one point not confirmed i probably was that person i'm just saying 
But I guarantee you when this dude was drinking, he was definitely one of those dudes. So Rumplemints, Wild Turkey, <laughs> 151 Rum, Bacardi, and one shot, five bucks. The drink special is only five bucks. I did that for Karabi because, you know, Karabi wants a good stiff drink. So the so the idea here is not to break even on liquor sales. No, no. I'm putting 500000 of my own lottery winnings okay. into this show. Might as well have a good time. That's right. All we right. might as well have a good time. Awesome. I think the Dead Daisies have staying power, to be honest. I wish they would pick up more in the U.S. I just don't know how. I don't know what else they can do to break in the U.S. And they haven't already done. They got four U.S. superstars, so I don't know what else they need. Yeah, great social media, great talent, great records, great band, great live. Everything's great. People just aren't supporting rock and roll, and that's unfortunate. I would love to see the Dead Daisies on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. They'd be a great band. Hell, they got they got almost half of them this year, right? I mean, with with Aldridge from Burning Rain, so we got Burning Rain, and then you got Karabi, who's the mayor, who's always there, you know. So it would be absolutely nice uh, for them to uh, to bring Dead Daisies. I really, to be honest, what I wish uh, the guy that does the Monsters of Rock cruise did is find a way to get Dean the drummer on the boat and Jack Blades, and then we could have a dead, almost a Dead Daisy show, bring Marco Mendoza, you have a Dead Daisy show and a Revolution Saints show. How cool would that be? You should start a cruise, I think. <laughs> um, so anyway, Dead Daisies, they checked off my 2000s list. There was a bunch of other bands I could have went with on here. So Adrenaline Mob, never seen them. Amaranth, Battle Beast, Firewind, John Five. I want to really see John Five. I've never seen The Pretty Reckless. Never seen Steel Panther. Uh, I've never seen Theocracy. I've never seen The Struts. Any of those bands would have hit that year 2000 to 2013 bang zone. I mean, holy shit. If you don't see The Struts this year, you got issues because they're playing all over the freaking place. And Steel Panther plays quite a bit. I mean, I've seen Steel Panther two or three times now at this point. When we get to your list, you got somebody on there that nobody's going to believe. So maybe you check it on the Steel Panther a little bit there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I know. People aren't going to believe it, but it's true. All right. So now we're at uh, 8.15. Dead Daisies get off the stage. And uh, we're going to cut it close. You only got 15 minutes to sign up for, set up for my next guy. And they're going to play for an hour and a half. And the drink special for that hour and a half is going to be tequila shooters for two bucks. Because we got Billy Idol on stage. So, I don't know. I don't know how I miss Billy Idol. Like, he was huge in the 80s for sure. All the way probably through the first couple of years of the 90s. That means he played every stadium and arena that was in California for sure. So, I don't know if it's a money issue. I don't know what it was. I, I don't really know. And I really like Billy Idol. Just to keep this in perspective, my wife has seen Billy Idol. For God's sake, my wife Hollywood. has seen the band that you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, but for for in all due respect, they live around there. Whatever. So, so yeah, I've never seen Billy Idol. I, I he was super hot. I don't know how I missed him. Now, ninety three to two thousand five, he wasn't really touring at all. 
So that was really a dead issue. So I, I've got an opportunity to see him again. He's on tour with Brian Adams right now, which is awesome, but he's going to have a Las Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be a good shot for me to see him. He's already done one Las Vegas residency recently, right? Yeah, yeah. He's going to play from the 4th to the 12th at the Palms Casino. And I'm going to be in Vegas that weekend from the 10th to the 13th or whatever for my 50th birthday. So I, I think I got a shot to see Billy Idol. Well, I'll tell you what, having seen him fairly recently, he and Steve Stevens, he's fantastic. He's every bit probably better than he was, which is amazing for his age. He's he's in great shape. He sounds great. Uh, it's basically the Billy Idol, Steve Stevens show. I mean, he gives, he gives Steve 50% of the billing. So it really is all about him and Steve Stevens. And uh, just fantastic show uh, when we saw him uh, mid last year. I think my wife and I went to go see him and went backstage and took a quick picture with uh, with he and Steve Stevens. It was a it was a good time. So for everything that you know about Billy Idol and all the hits he's had, maybe you'd be surprised to know this, but he's only had four top ten hits. No, that doesn't surprise me, and probably almost all of them came off of a uh, Rebel Yell. Uh no, not really. really? And he's only had one number one hit. And it wasn't his song. No, the number one hit was uh, Got to Be a Lover. No. no. What was it? Number uh, one, money, money. Money, money. Money, money, yeah. yeah. So when Money, Money was number one, Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now yeah. was number two. They're both Tommy James songs. So he had number one and number two with, at that point. With current artists. With current artists, That's yeah. pretty cool. Cradle of Love went to number two. And number one at that point was Vision of Love by Mariah Carey. Eyes Without a Face made it to 14. Or no, to uh, number four, sorry. And To Be a Lover made it to number seven. So none of the other hits got to the top ten. So Rebel Yell, Eyes Without a Face. What was the other hit? Flesh for Fantasy. I think those were the the three singles or the three big hits. That's cool. So Billy Idol checks off my 1980s, right? There was not very many bands that I had not seen that came out in the 80s because I had so much opportunity. Mm-hmm. The only other band I probably could have picked was Pretty Maids or possibly Sting because I've never seen Sting or The Police. And you get to see Pretty Maids this uh, this coming uh, And they're on the Monsters February. Rock yep. yeah. Okay, so Billy Idol gets off stage at 10 o'clock. So now we're coming to the end of the night. So from the minute this band comes on at 1030 to the minute we close – Coffee is free. <laughs> That's good. Okay. We've already called five or six ambulances. <laughs> There's people that have locked themselves in a, you know, bathrooms and in closets and stuff. There's people laying on the floor. I get it. But uh, coffee's free now. There's Ubers lined up around That's the block. Right. That's right. And so at 1030, when the coffee becomes free, because before that you had to pay for the coffee, you know, I got I to gotta get some of my money back. Queen's going to come on stage. So I've never seen Queen. Uh, partially because I wasn't really into Queen when I was doing going to a lot of shows. Uh, by the time that, you know, the early 90s came around, these guys were kind of twittering off a little bit, playing in arenas and that kind of thing. My best shot was probably with Paul Rogers. But then I was worried because then I was starting to get into Queen and I really like Bad Company. And I'm like, God, I know it's shitty, but I don't think Paul can pull off the stuff, right? So I don't know if I want to see this live. So now with Adam Lambert, okay, 
American Idol. He did pretty well. And I was rooting for him on American Idol. He's a little extra. Like my, my daughters would say, he's extra, right? Got a lot of flamboyant, a lot of theater in his Which is perfect. movement. It Which is, is perfect. It is. So it's probably my best shot is to see him now in an environment where I think the music's done well. I'm sure Paul Rogers did well too. I just, for whatever reason, didn't catch it. Um, so yeah, they're going to play for uh, an hour and a half plus, And, uh, you know, they're going to rock the house because I went from Animal Drive to Goddard to the Dead Daisies to Billy Idol to Queen. And you're drunk and you're only going to remember about half of it, but it's going to be a great night. And it was only a hundred bucks.
I'm going to pace myself at this club because I don't want to miss any of the bands that you got. So just to clarify my personal with your list, I've seen the Dead Daisies. I've seen Billy Idol. Both great. Fantastic. I would definitely see either one of those again. But you really had me from the opening of Animal Drive. I think definitely it was my top record of 2018. It was my number one record. Sonny's, it was in his top 10 as well. Fantastic record. I would absolutely love to see Animal Drive. And then Goddard, as we already said before, right? Went down that rabbit hole. Love Goddard. So I'd love to see them as well. And then Queen. I've never seen Queen. And I would absolutely love to see Queen right now with Adam Lambert because I think that he's a great fit for that band. He's everything that Sonny just said. Flamboyant. He's a little extra. Perfect. So is Mercury. The guy can sing. The kid can sing. So we know he's got the chops to sing. It's not Freddie Mercury. We're not going to see Freddie Mercury. God rest his soul. But I think Adam Lambert is a great choice. And I I don't know if you got a chance to see, but they had like this uh, ABC special on Queen that was about two hours, which kind of covered Queen with Adam Lambert. I mean, it was pretty good. You know, it was just a little bit of a documentary and they talked to him a lot and, uh, you know, kind of covered some of his early career, you know, probably just trying to get the fans familiar with him a little bit. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good and I would absolutely love to see that show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Queen obviously checked off my 70s, right? Mm-hmm. I could have went with the police. I could have went with the Eagles. I've never seen the Eagles, although I just saw Don Felder. I could have went with Credence. I love Credence, right? And, you know, I've had chances to see the revisited, right? For some reason, I need John Fogarty there. Right. Right. And it's like, I don't want to see Credence without John Fogarty. Why not just go see John Fogarty? Uh, He's I, doing a lot of the is Credence, he? isn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he I is. don't think he plays that much, though, does he? It's not like I see a tour list with that guy. Well, I mean, he was at, at one point in time. I mean, I don't keep up with him, but I think he's still out there and, and plugging away at, at yeah, dates. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I probably see John Fogarty before I saw Revisited. I'm sure the Revisited guy's doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, it's just that Fogarty is CCR. Yeah, you got to have the voice. Yeah. Yeah, that voice is very distinctive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Okay, so Growing Ups of the Week, these are the folks that retweeted us on Twitter, shared us on Facebook, and the Men and Ketty episode is still hot, hot, hot. So uh, here's all the folks that uh, hooked us up. Janet Eck, Andy LaFon, Rick Friel. Tony Masala, Mike Purnell, Pish Marley, Mr. Cole Thornton, Cobras and Fire. Thanks, guys. Jeff Wells, Tom Gelati, whatever. John Scott Young, Chris Sinzak, Ages of Rock Podcast, David Cathy, Zeus, Mark Arnold, Jody Havnot, Jane Just Jane, Doug Metal, Music Palace Radio, Kalen Provo, HairnetRadio.com, Mike Jones, Andrew Block, Rodney Dixon, Jay Sabluski, The Pods and Sods Network, Save Rock and Metal, Peter Cessary, Mark Winder 8, Craig Osborne, Rock Doc, Wayne, Deuce, Shout It Out, Loudcast, Stanley Lives for You, Alan Tate, Alex Settle, 
Daryl Alber, Kerry Morgan, Ryan Bannon, Todd Herrig, Tony James, Gary Woodson, Dan Nation, Chris James A., Bill Algy, Richard Jones, Potter Than Hell, Brian Chapman, Robert Alanis, Steve Wright, Damn Good Movie Memories, Jason Kearney, Eladio, I Love It Loudcast, Michael Facchetti, Terrence Davis, David Hudson, Nicole Beard, Lisa, Christine Browning, Derek Bird, Digital Killed Radio Star, Mustard Seed Production, Rick Shilton, Courtney Cronendold, Jim Harris, Peter Stoss, Barry G. Player, Brad Rustoven, Bella Lowe's 1966, Jeff Reed, Ogata, Kelly Sanders, Bill Elam, Restrained Shared Us, which uh, supplies us with a bumper music, Aaron Leith Shared Us from Y&T, and so did Mike Vanderhoel Shared Us from Y&T. So uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. All right, so we've gotten a few reviews and a few little uh, comments back and forth on various episodes, and we'll cover a few of those right now. This is a fairly long one. This guy decided to write a book to you, Sonny. Well, he wrote wrote it to both of us regarding the Judas Priest episode we did. Oh, no. (laughs) Wait a second. What did... Our friend, oh, our, this guy doesn't like Turbo? Our friend Scott, so he said, just finished uh, listening to the Priest episode and enjoyed it very much. Liked your picks. Sonny's uh, Locked In, I think, was his number one. Wow. I am not a Turbo hater. Like the title track and a few others, but that one would not even come close to making a list for me. To each his own. <laughs> <laughs> the mid to late 80s hard rock and some metal got a little much hairspray for me, the guy says. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Regarding the Dave Menachetti episode, simply the best interview Dave has done. Don't know if you noticed, but Dave shared it on all his media platforms with a pretty cool attached note. Oh, we did notice that, believe me. Uh, congratulations, gentlemen, on a great episode. When you read this on the podcast, tell Sonny that it's time to make the fanboy come out in Steven and get Rob Halford, Eddie Van Halen, or Angus Young on the show. Can you arrange that, Hollywood? Yeah, no problem. Eddie, we know you're listening. <laughs> Call Angus and come on down. That's our friend S&M is my hero. Thank you, buddy. Like I said, I would love for that to happen. I don't know, honestly, how I would react because I'm a little bit different when it comes to fanboy stuff. I've been around some people at some point in time, so I don't know if I necessarily get fanboy, but I'm guessing maybe with Eddie Van Halen, I might be a little tongue-tied. That'd probably be be the case. Angus Young, maybe so. Angus Young, I'd be like, meh, whatever. Rob Halford, probably not. I don't think I'd get that tongue-tied with Halford. I'd be all right talking to him for a little bit. Either way, I'd love to have any of those three guys on the show. I don't necessarily think that'll ever happen, but damn it, it's cool to think about. Uh, Let's see. Teddy7865, been listening on Spotify, but it's easier to leave a review here talking about Podchaser. This episode was incredible. Great interview. He's talking about Dave Manichetti episode. Obviously, that episode had legs and is still doing quite well for us. I think we've released a, a couple since then, right? Or one. One since then. Yeah. Well, by the time this comes out, two. Yeah. 
or three. Oh yeah, yeah. There's been there's been a couple since then. That's that's absolutely true. Uh, so anyway, thanks for everybody. All the comments. We love interacting with you guys on Facebook or Podchaser or the website. We really appreciate everybody out there listening. We appreciate any feedback you guys give us. We even love it when people share ideas. There's a couple ideas that have been sent to us more recently that we may be using here in the future. We'll just have to kind of check it out and tweak it. Uh, but, you know, you guys want to know how you can help out the podcast. It's really simple for you guys to share episodes. Liking our post and liking our episodes is great, but it really takes no effort. Where we grow is when you guys actually take our post and share those with all your Facebook followers or Twitter followers or any of that stuff. That's what helps grow the podcast. And if you just don't feel like doing anything for us from a social media standpoint, you guys can always go to the website, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. And scroll down just a little bit, and there's a donate button. You can donate whatever you feel like donating. It helps us pay for our website hosting fees and things like that. So even if you're not buying us a beer and you're just donating for the entertainment you're getting, we appreciate that, and we'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. And if you donate and you feel like it's worth a song, let us know what song you want to hear, and we'll get it on for you as long as it's hard rock and metal. Don't be asking me to play no disco. This ain't no disco, as the show goes. All right, so uh, let's check out the club gig you got across the street there. All right. Same day? Are you going to? No, I'm going to play the day after. Let's make a weekend out of it because I don't want to miss some of your shit. So you're going to be on Sunday night? You sure you don't want to be Friday night? No, I'll, I'll do Friday night. Okay, there you go. I'll do Friday night. You do Saturday. That way I can uh, recover from my gig and make it to your gig and get drunk all over again. And then have a full day to recover. <laughs> have a full day to recover. It's fantastic. I'm taking Monday off as well because I'll need two days to recover from that shit. All right, so on to mine. So my club, same size club as Sonny's, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 500 people. Decent sized stage, great production and lighting in this club. Sounds fantastic. The acoustics in this club is unbelievable. So I line it up and we're just going to keep this simple with the drink thing, man. We got nickel beers all night <laughs> long. We got Why nick- do you just make them free? Why got, do they got to be a nickel? Got, because nickel bears. We got to charge something. It's nickel beers. <laughs> Anybody that's ever gone. To what co- are you going to do when you run out of beer? <laughs> we're not going to run out of beer. I double stocked. A double stock. We got plenty of beer. I'm sure the guys from Cobras and Fire are going to be there, so I want to make sure that I have, like, Paps Blue Ribbon and a couple of Coors Lights for them. Oh, and all, all the cups are going to say Cobra and Fire podcast absolutely drink. Yeah. Because they're sponsoring the shows. Exactly. Yeah, okay. It's, it's part of the Cobra Fest weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys owe us some money for all this promotion we're doing <laughs> for you guys. All right. So here's my club gig. This is going to be awesome. So I'm going to start off with one of the more recent bands. They're going to be an opener. They're from the last five years. And it would have absolutely been Eclipse before last year when myself and Hollywood got to see Eclipse play the Monsters of Rock Cruise. That's pretty much what got me on the boat. I think it was a big part of what got Sonny on the boat as well. So we saw Eclipse. They were amazing. 
Eric Martinson, fantastic. If you guys aren't aware of who Eclipse are, please, please go back in our archives and listen to our Eclipse episode, the episode we did where we interviewed three of the guys in Eclipse, and Sonny and I played a few tunes that we love off their records. And I think maybe they might even be working on a new record that hopefully will be coming out this year. Uh, But I haven't gotten an update on that, but we'll keep you posted on that. So Eclipse absolutely would have made that list had I not already seen them. So we're going to move on to one of Eric Martinson's many, many side projects. He has a band called Ammunition, which Sonny kind of turned me on to. I didn't know a whole lot about Ammunition. Sonny turned me on to him. Eric Martinson is playing guitar in the band, and he's doing it with the singer from Wigwam which is another band from Sweden that has been around for a while. I mean, they've got several records out there. You go check it out. It's another hard rock band from Sweden, and they've got some good stuff. I don't necessarily love everything that I've heard from them, but they do have a handful of stuff that I've perused that I like quite a bit. But this Ammunition record is kick-ass Love this record. Great songwriting. And so the the guy, and I can't pronounce his name, sorry. The singer from Wigwam and Eric Martinson are doing all the writing. And it's a great team, a great songwriting team, those two together. So go out and check out Ammunition because they're going to open my show. And they're going to play a 40-minute set, and I love it. Oh, 
could have also picked a band called the Lazies. I like the Lazies quite a bit, but Sonny took Animal Drive, who I would have absolutely had do this, no doubt about it. But so uh, let me explain. Took Animal Drive. I filled out the sheet first because who always fills out the sheet first? Me. That's a hundred percent accurate. And that is what because I want my picks, and my picks are going to be my picks. And I know you won't fill out the sheet first. He's 100% accurate. I doddle. I'm a doddler. I'm a lollygagger. You lollygagging around the infield. You lollygagging around the outfield. You know what we got here? What? Bunch of lollygaggers. You know what that's from? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm a doddler and that's what it got me. But I'm not ashamed. I got ammunition. (laughs) And I know Pooney will be at that show. Uh, That's right. So... (laughs) Ammunition opens the show. We go from that to a band from the 2000s that I absolutely have loved since the first record they put out. I've watched live videos. I think they're a fantastic live band. We're going to bring Airborne over from Australia, and Airborne is going to play the number two slot. Love Airborne. I know like four songs. Oh, my God. Every one of their records are so fantastic. Like ACDC on steroids.
that's why I stayed away. Yeah. Love it. Love ACDC. ACDC is okay. ACDC yeah. would not make my top 10. Oh, my God. No way. ACDC wouldn't make my top 20. I like ACDC, but it would not make my top 20. Why don't you open up your purse and find out what bands would make it? Come on. Exactly. Pansy. Anyway, so my partner in crime, not really into rock and roll, but somehow he's on the Grown Up Rock podcast. I don't know. Figure that one out. We'll talk about that at a later time. So Airborne's going to play my number two slot. They're cranking it up. They're leaving this place in a shambles. The amplifiers are breaking down. They're my 2000s band. Then we're going to go from that. And at this point, nickel bears are flowing. Chicks got their tops off. People are going crazy. They're hanging from the rafters. We got people juggling monkeys. And we got some people that are spitting fire. And we got people hanging off the rafters. There's a couple midgets going around serving shots. <laughs> Straight I mean, up carnival. <laughs> it's a crazy carnival going on here. <laughs> this club kicks ass. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go from Airborne to a band from the 70s that is still playing dates. They're about to hang it up, though. I heard they're on their last run of dates, which I'm sure makes my co-host happy because not a big fan of this band. But we're talking about UFO. UFO, to me, is a great rock band. I mean, when you go back and you listen to Strangers in the Night with Michael Schenker, and just the overall songwriting, some of the energy of that live record. I would have loved to have seen that. I recently watched a documentary on Amazon. It was a short documentary. It was about an hour long. And it covered the making of Strangers in the Night. And it covered Michael Schenker was 16 when he joined that band.
it's crazy. They got some great footage of of him playing with the band and some of their songs. I don't love everything that UFO did. Really, the first couple, two or three records that UFO did were kind of progressive before Schenker joined the band. Once Schenker came in, he's 16 years old. They became sort of a different band. They came, became more of a rock band at that point. And songs like Doctor Doctor and Lights Out, I mean, just awesome, iconic rock tunes. So I would love to see UFO one more time. That would make me happy. And I could have gone with other bands from the 70s. I would have loved to have seen the Eagles. I would have loved to have seen Fleetwood Mac. Haven't seen them yet. Who else? There were a few bands. The Sweet. The Sweet is now out there playing dates. I would love to see The Sweet. I like quite a bit of Sweet songs, and they influenced a lot of the rock bands that are out there. So I'd like to see that as well. So there are tons of bands that I could have easily uh, gone Queen, another one, obviously we talked about it, was on Sonny's list. There was no reason for me to pick them. And we can't even talk about bands like the Stones and stuff because they're even earlier than the 70s, but never seen the Stones, which I would like to do. Never saw the Who, but I got a $20 ticket to see the Who coming up in September. So I'm kind of excited about that. I mean, you know, got to say I did it just to do it, right? So I'm kind of excited about that. So that's my middle of the road. UFO plays their set. They play about an hour and then they're coming off the stage and we need a little bit of time for the set change. Now, this is a little bit different than just straight ahead hard rock, but I'm a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. Why? Because I like them. I think the songwriting's great. I think they've got many great songs. I'm a fan of the Foo Fighters. What can I tell you? Why? I just told you. You and Talbot. And Dylan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three peas in a pod right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. I like the Foo Fighters Sue Me, uh, although I don't necessarily love this last record they put out. It's a little bit too mellow for me, but a lot of their earlier stuff, I like them. Every one of those records has stuff on it that I really like a lot. And they can rock, but I think they have really good melodies, and some of the songwriting is really good. And that's just my opinion. But I love the Foo Fighters, and I would love to see them live because I hear they're quite good live. So for me, Foo Fighters is the 90s band that I would love to see. And I've seen a lot of people, so there weren't a ton of 90s bands, at least not off the top of my head, that I could say, oh, yeah, I never saw this band. Wow. You picked the Foo Fighters over Soundgarden. So you're gonna let you're gonna ask me to see Soundgarden without Chris Cornell? And are they playing dates? I don't know. They're not. I don't even think they're playing dates. So how am I gonna? How can they make my list? Oh, that's true. Right. So that's that's what I'm saying. There's not a ton of bands that I could think of that I haven't seen that are currently out there playing, right? But Foo Fighters definitely. And imagine seeing the Foo Fighters in a club of 500. I bet they would tear that stage up. That'd be awesome. So I'd be all over that personally. Sue me. So Wild UFO and the Foo Fighters are playing. If I move my show to Friday, you can just come across the street and check out Dead Daisies and Billy Idol. Yeah, but it's your front half that I really want to see. <laughs> really, that didn't sound right. I Say that again. I really want the front <laughs> half of that gig. <laughs> I need the animal drive in the gutter. Nothing else front side. Get your mind out of the gutter. 
Roll my titty over here to me. I dropped my titty. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> my little hand titty. <laughs> That's the best stress ball ever. I go to this health fair about You're like a three year old. I go to this I go to this health fair about I don't know, it was about a month ago, I guess. We ran this five uh, K race and they had a health fair after because it was at this hospital. And they have all these tchotchke type little things that they give away at the health fair, right? You know, sunglasses or chapstick or whatever. But at this one booth that's uh, advertising mammograms, they had stress balls in the shape of a titty. I was like, I got to have one of those. (laughs) She goes, here, sure. So I got a little hand titty. Nothing wrong with that. It's about a C cup, don't you think? I have no comment, <laughs> and I want to stress again, the comments made by Stephen Michael are not necessarily <laughs> supported or authorized by the Growing Up Frog podcast. Hashtag hand titty. <laughs> Ladies, go out there, get your mammograms in all seriousness. Don't put it off. All right, here we go. We're on to my headliner for the evening in a nice club and these guys are not foreign to clubs or stadiums or big arenas they do it all and this is unbelievable even to myself when i think about this how long this band has been around and how many probably opportunities i've got to see them but just for whatever reason haven't seen them let me prerequisite this by I'm not a new fan to this band. I'm not even a fan that came in when all their success came in. I've been with this band since the Megaforce days when they put out their first record, Kill Em All. Yes, we're talking about Metallica. Ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know what to tell anybody. I did one of those polls on Facebook where you put five bands and they have to guess which one you haven't seen. And I put that nobody got it because if you know me, if you've listened to our show, I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that Metallica is one of the bands that I've never seen. It's crazy, even when I think about it. But for instance, on this last tour, when they came through, they played the stadium here. So they played Braves Stadium where the Atlanta Braves play. I didn't want to pay 150 bucks to sit in the nosebleed of a stadium and see this band. Now, I'll pay a nosebleed seat in like an arena because a little bit more intimate, you know, than a stadium. But I didn't want to see them in a stadium. And I'm holding out that at some point they'll come and play one of the venues that I do security at and I'll be able to see it a little bit better. So, I mean, I still think I'm going to see the band live. I don't think that that's going away. I just haven't seen them live yet, which is crazy. I get it. They'll have a cruise, and then we'll just go on the cruise. How about that? Depends on who else. I mean, you know, we don't, uh, you and I, we don't love a whole lot of thrash and really heavy stuff. So That's true. I would envision that there would be a band that would have like all these punk and really heavy thrashy bands playing. That's not my thing. You know, I don't need to see that. I don't like Slayer, big four people. Actually, out of all those guys, I like Slayer the best. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah. There's something about Rain and Blood. I don't know why. I thought you didn't like Slayer. No, it's something about Rain and Blood. Oh, I don't God. like Anthrax. I'm eh on Megadeth. I obviously like Metallica. But uh, 
a lot of those other guys are not give but me Slayer. Megadeth and Anthrax and Metallica all night long before you give me Slayer. There's no melody in that shit. I can't stand it. It's awful to me. Sorry, sue me, metalheads. But I like Anthrax. I like Megadeth. I like Metallica. I don't, you know, it's not not about choosing one or the other. I actually like all three of those bands. So just, you know, yeah. Anyway. If somebody could send us a Slayer poster to the Growing Up Rock Studios (laughs) so we can put it up next to this Jimmy Buffett poster. After I've been taking all these shots that I don't like rock. It's it's like I'm actually on a vacation, though. Don't bust on my uh, Jimmy Buffett poster. That's sad. Changes in latitude, changes in oh, attitude, God. baby. Take it on down to Margaritaville there, young man. Wow. <laughs> don't hate on me. They're special posters. All right. So on your list, I've not seen Ammunition. Would love to see them. I've not seen Airborne. I've only heard a few songs, so you know my opinion on Airborne is probably not worth making. UFO, I've tried it. I've tried Strangers in the Night. I've tried the live stuff. I've heard every Eddie Trunk podcast there is to hear about UFO. I've tried. I just I cannot get into UFO. I don't know what it is. I don't know why other people like it. I don't get it. Some people don't like it. Yeah, Foo Fighters. There's probably three or four songs i can tolerate my problem with the foo, foo fighters really doesn't have a ton to do with the foo fighters honestly one is i never liked nirvana so Grohl is always going to be attached to nirvana for me the foo fighters the little that i heard at the beginning was sounded like every other 90s band i didn't like so i just kind of gave up on them and then you know the guys like now the poster child for rock everywhere which i don't like that either so Part of it probably has nothing to do with the Foo Fighters, but I just can't get into it. And I've never seen them live. I've seen Metallica 10 times at least. Metallica is a little bit of a hard sell live. They're they're not very active. It's incredible music. There's a lot of energy. There's stuff blowing up and there's screens and there's all that kind of stuff. But the four of them, there's just the four of them, right? So imagine Iron Maiden with Harris doing all the vocals. And no Dickinson. All of a sudden, if Yannick isn't doing the jig like he's doing, nobody's really moving. Right? Great musicianship. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But you're not you're not getting a Kiss show, and you're not getting Coverdale type stuff because Hetfield's got to play the guitar too, right? So it's a great music show. Even when you see it, it won't land in your top ten or twenty of shows you've ever seen. Because when it comes down to it, it's it's just a big show that's good. Yeah. Well, I enjoy that. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's it. So if you're playing at home with us, because I know a lot of you like to send us your uh, post and your emails and your things playing at home. So here's the rules again for you. Number one, it's a band from the 70s, one from the 80s, one from the 90s, one from the 2000s to 2000s. 10 and then one more recent from like 2015 to present you can never have seen them before so it has to be a band that you haven't seen before and then the last thing is they need to be active meaning don't tell me led zeppelin not active 
Don't tell me Hendrix, not active, okay? Has to be active. So send us your list. Send us your post. We're interested to hear who you've never seen because I'm sure that Metallica opened a lot of people swerving off roads when they heard I haven't seen Metallica yet. So let us know. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. All right, so the historic moment. Hard to kind of probably rope it into this type of uh, episode that we have, and we usually try to connect it. But because I had shared with you that one of the 80s bands I would have liked to seen is Pretty Maids, Pretty Maids has done some Kiss covers. So check out this Kiss cover. It was on the tribute to the Creatures of the Night, and was also on their 1997 album, Spooked. Remember, Pretty Maids has 15 studio albums. This is a great, hard version of Hard Luck Woman. Never I met you I never have seen you cry 
boom, there's your kiss store moment. Yeah, uh, Rod Stewart couldn't have done it that way. <laughs> or Peter Chris. Or Peter Chris. <laughs> We're sorry, Zeus. We know you love Peter. I didn't sound good, did it? No. Right, <laughs> that bad. did not sound right. <laughs> you need to apologize to Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Zeus. <laughs> Again, let me reiterate, (laughs) the comments made by Stephen Michael are not necessarily (laughs) condoned or approved by the Growing Up Rock podcast. I'm pretty sure we're going to lose every listener uh, that we've had built up over the course of the last two years, however long we've done this. We're coming up on two years in august all right so that's it so i know it's a little bit of uh we don't generally have a whole bunch of rules involved with our themes that we do but for this one we felt like it needed to have a few rules put in place so play along with us send us your stuff as always we appreciate you guys listening it's been fun to have my partner in crime sitting across from me in this episode we don't get to do a whole lot of episodes like this where we're in the same room, so that's kind of cool. Next, we'll have to go to uh, Growing Up Rock Towers North and record there, or Growing Up Towers West and record there at some point in time. We've got a couple of other satellite offices (laughs) that we need to get to. No surprise visits, please. No surprise visits. Only call ahead. Thank you. Call ahead. Thank you. Call ahead. Thanks, everybody, for all the support and all the feedback. And if you got an idea for an episode, shoot us something on Facebook. Talk to you later. See ya. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. She paints her nails and she don't know. Got her best friend on the phone She'll wash her hair His dirty clothes Are all he gives to her And he's got posters on the wall Of all the girls he wish she was And he needs everything to her Her boyfriend He don't know anything about her He's too stuck
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.